This podcast is brought to you by GoMoto, the service lane kiosk that grows your business. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O.com. Hello, and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Wednesday, May 11th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Big profits at Toyota, big job cuts at Carvana, and a new line of electric trucks for VW. Plus, EV registrations by the numbers. Can you guess which two brands are in decline? We'll get into that a little later. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Let's start with Toyota. The world's largest automaker reported record results across the board for the fiscal year that just ended, but it warned that higher costs will reduce profits in the current year. For the 12 months that ended in March, net income rose 27% to 2.85 trillion yen, or more than $23 billion, as revenue topped a quarter trillion dollars. Worldwide retail sales increased 4.7%, approaching 10.4 million vehicles. Toyota sees that total rising this year to 10.7 million vehicles. Operating profit, a key figure for Toyota, jumped 36% to almost $25 billion. But the ever-conservative company projects that rising expenses will dial back that figure by 20% in the fiscal year that ends next March, while beneficial foreign exchange rates and lower marketing expenses helped offset higher costs for labor and R&D over the past year, our Hans Greimel reports from Tokyo that the outlook is cloudy. Inflation in markets such as the U.S., lingering semiconductor supply concerns, pandemic lockdowns in China, and the ongoing war in Ukraine all add to the uncertainty. Shifting stateside, Carvana is cutting costs, largely in the form of jobs, the online used car retailer plans to lay off 2,500 employees, or about 12% of its workforce, according to a filing with the SEC. Carvana said its executive team will forego their salaries for the rest of 22 to, quote, help contribute to the severance pay for departing team members. It's been a tough stretch for online retailers broadly. If you haven't been watching your 401k, just don't look. But it's been especially rough for used vehicle startups. Carvana's moves come just weeks after it reported a quarterly loss of more than half a billion dollars, and one day after rival Vroom changed CEOs and said it would consider job cuts itself to reduce losses. Shift Technologies, which is also in the space, said it cut 10% of its corporate staff in April. One positive note for Carvana, it did close on its acquisition of Odessa US, the 56-location wholesale auction business from CarGlobal. Carvana CEO Ernie Garcia has said that the deal will give the company the ability to process 2 million vehicles a year, more than four times last year's sales total. And in product news, Volkswagen Group will reportedly revive the Scout off-road badge as it pursues a greater share of the U.S. light truck market. The Wall Street Journal reporting that VW plans to introduce a new Scout electric SUV and electric pickup. VW's management board is expected to meet and approve the plan on Wednesday. People familiar with the plans told the journal that Scout will operate as a separate unit of VW Group in the U.S. alongside the company's other brands. 
and the company will solicit outside investors for it. VW Group acquired the Scout name when its Trayton truck unit bought Navistar International in 2020. Its predecessor, one-time tractor giant International Harvester, started building the Scout in 1960, half a decade before the first Ford Bronco. And that's the news you need to know. Coming up, we'll take a look at the EV market by the numbers. Who is gaining on Tesla? We'll tell you after the break. Listen to Fred Hayes, service manager at Temecula Valley Buick GMC, and Philip Candido, fixed operations director, talk about their experience with GoMoto in their service drive. Before GoMoto, the backups in the service lane were due to not being able to get to the customer in a, in a timely manner. There's times where menus are passed over where the advisor forgets to tell them, hey, it needs its major service. And now with the GoMoto, customers are presented with a maintenance package every time. The time freed up from not having the customer sitting in front of them every single time they come in. It helps them be more efficient. It helps them focus more on the customer's concern and the, the maintenance and service of the vehicle. Before GoMoto, we would average approximately 130000 in service gross. The kiosk in the service drive doubled the gross profit in the dealership. It's amazing, 100%. Using the GoMoto kiosk makes the dealership more profitable. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency just like Temecula Valley? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O dot com. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. We all know that electric vehicles are a growing part of the industry, still in the early stages of transition, and it isn't always easy to keep track of the progress. Companies vary in how they report sales. Some obfuscate the powertrain mix for certain models. Tesla, the worldwide leader in EV production and sales, reports only global results. To keep a clear view of the status here in the U.S., Automotive News works with Experian, the financial information firm, to get monthly new vehicle registrations. It takes a bit longer than sales reports, but it gives what I believe is the best possible view into both Tesla's U.S. market share and adoption of EVs nationwide. The big picture? While new vehicle registrations fell by 18% in the first quarter compared with a year earlier, new EV registrations jumped 60% to almost 160,000. EV share nearly doubled to 4.6%. To tease out the numbers and what they mean, I called up Lawrence Iliff, we call him Lonnie, who covers EVs and auto tech for automotive news in Silicon Valley. Lonnie Iliff, welcome back to Daily Drive. Hey man, great to be here. So we're going to play a little game. We're going to look at the uh, EV registrations uh, for the first quarter. Uh, but let's play a little by-the-numbers game. Uh, so right. uh, you go first. Pick a number and, and tell me about it. Okay. I think this is kind of the elephant in the room, so let's get it out of the way. And that's 72%. That's uh, Tesla's 72. Tesla's market share in the first quarter, um, which I think uh, we had talked earlier. You said that it's down from 73%. Let me Let me jump in with some numbers here. Yeah, Tesla's market share... Uh, fell from 73 to 72%. EV registrations, the headline number on your story today was, you know, registrations were up 60%. Teslas were up 
right? The incumbents are not yet gaining share. They've got a few good good models, gaining some ground, making some inroads, but not taking away share from Tesla in a meaningful way yet. I mean, they have that 15-year runway to get where they are at breakneck speed. Um, they have uh, the Fremont plant, which is up here, is doing, uh, you know, fantastic, uh, you know, at least 450. That's the last I heard. It could be more. And then obviously um, Texas is ramping. Berlin's ramping. Um, China has problems right now because of COVID, but that's affecting everyone. And Elon Musk said in a Financial Times chat today that, you know, at some point they may have to stop taking orders because the lead times are getting so long, you know, as much as a year. So they're killing it. That's uh, that's pretty amazing. And so I, we could have, if we were to throw another Tesla number, right, it's four. They still have four of the top seven models. Uh, the S and X have bounced back very strong from their retooling uh, last year. Right. Uh, you know, the, the dig in a little bit, right? I mean, the Model Y by far the most popular EV, 52,000 registrations in the U.S. in the first quarter, up 27%. The Model 3, nobody buying sedans in America except for these, uh, you know, 47,000. That's on pace for almost 200,000 Model 3s in the U.S. I mean, as if it was a Corolla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's still, you know, their entry car because um, I think in the U.S., you know, the Model Y is more expensive because it has, you know, all-wheel drive and it has, like, more stuff. So they still have, you know, the three is kind of the entry, you know, under 50,000. And then there's kind of a big leap <laughs> to the Y. And, um, you know, uh, there are some markets, you know, California has a lot of sedans. You know, the Civic has been, like, the number one. Uh, seller here for a long time. People people like their hatches here, so it's not a hatchback, but people like their sedans here, so I can see it doing well in some markets, and I think there's some logic there. Well, and yeah, like you said, it's the it's the entry price point. Um, it's you know it's not a cheap car by any means, but some people can maybe stretch themselves to a fifty thousand dollar car, and a sixty thousand or sixty five thousand dollar Y is out of the question. So. Right. If they have, you know, home charging and you can charge, you know, on those low rates and you drive a lot, there is a, um, uh, you know, you can do the math and it can be as as cheap as owning, you know, uh, a cheaper car that's consuming a lot of gasoline. All right. Are we good with Tesla? Let's move on to um, let's move on to another number. I, I've got a painful number here for our, our friends in Detroit. Ninety five. That is the percentage decline in Chevy sales. In the first quarter, Chevy EV registrations for the quarter. Uh, Chevrolet, you know, a year ago was the number two brand. People forget this, I think. It was the number two brand selling EVs in America. Uh, the Chevy Bolt was, uh, I want to say, 9,000 plus, uh, 9,099 in the first quarter a year ago, 479 in the first quarter this year. I think really two things, you know, going on there, uh, driving those numbers, right? We have, um, first of all, the the massive LG recall uh, that really stopped Bolt production for months and months and is barely getting restarted now or has only barely gotten restarted. Uh, But also there's the strategic shift, right? I think GM, 
uh, tried to come into EVs and first the, uh, you know, the Volt plug-in hybrid, kind of emulating Toyota and wanting to match the success of the Prius, uh, which brought this, you know, fuel-saving technology to the masses and sold in large numbers under their mainstream brand. And they wanted to, to pursue that approach, but the scale wasn't there and the volume wasn't, the volume wasn't there, the profitability wasn't there. And so now they're following the Tesla model, <laughs> which has come right. in at the high end, you know, the GMC Hummer, the Cadillac Lyric is going to go on sale this month, you know, start up there, make the rich people pay for the technology that's not yet affordable for the masses and try to build, build some profits and, and gain scale from there. Yeah. You know, I think the bold story is kind of a sad one. Um, uh, it's, it's a good car. It's, you know, they're about 30 grand right now. They don't get the tax uh, credit, but people buying $30,000 cars often can't get the cre- tax credit because the, the income tax situation, they're really popular in California. I mean, they, you know, this is obviously, this is big EV market. And so it's, it's one of the few, that one and the Leaf and uh, some of the Hyundai products where, you know, you can, you could get like a good lease, you know, 250 350 depending on the model um and so they were really good entry cars and the refreshes i think is 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 attractive and really steps the car up in terms of interior comfort you know they kind of they kind of missed the boat on the first one um and so i think it's it's positive that they're making them again that's my understanding right is that they're making them again and obviously they'll just you know they'll fly off the lots they're they're good cars they're inexpensive and there's a lot of consumers with gas prices that would love a Chevy Bolt right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, Chevy and GM they're kind of working on three tracks. They have those old the the Bolt that they're still making with the old LG batteries with the uh, refined to not catch fire. Um, and the, <laughs> and then they're launching, you know, really launching the Ultium just now in the Hummer yeah. and the Cadillac yeah. and and they'll spread that through the Honda vehicles. And then they're working on that next generation Ultium for later in the decade, 2027, when they think they can offer sub $30,000 crossovers. That would, that would change the game for them, get them really competitive in a volume space again. Yeah, I think I like the two-track ap- approach that like Hyundai and Kia are taking. They're keeping their first generation EVs, which are very good, but, and get good range, like 250 or so, but they don't charge very fast because they're on the older 400 volt battery system, right? New ones charge twice or even three times as fast depending on the conditions. But they're keeping those, you know, for, for, for people who use it as a commuter car, you know, who are not road tripping in their EV because, you know, they have another car. Most people, you know, most households have more than one car. And so I, I like the idea that they're keeping them. And, and that's, a, you know, a theme. I like to keep the EVs accessible as possible because i think that's going to be better for mass adoption Mm -hmm. so all right you already went to uh kia and hyundai there uh do you have a number for them or you want me to come up with a number to describe those two you have the you have the the number all right i got a number for you is uh two and that part of it is they are the two brands that have cracked the top five in this quarter they actually both made the top four the top top brands uh, for this quarter, it goes Tesla, Kia, Ford, Hyundai, and then Audi. Uh, a year ago, it was Tesla, Chevy, Audi, Ford, Nissan. 
Chevy and Audi are the only two brands to have declining EV registrations year on year. Some of that's the portfolio, the change of strategy at GM. I think also with VW, maybe more prioritizing of the VW brand and Porsche over Audi. But um, uh, but Hyundai and Kia, there's the big movers, big big movers on on the strength of two key crossovers. Yeah, and I think what's interesting is, you know, you could see this coming from a fairly long distance. We've written about this, about, you know, their 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 plans. And they're executing on those plans. So they have their first generation vehicles, the which is now the, the Kona, the Hyundai Kona and the Kia Nero. And then they have their second their the first two of their second generation cars, the e, Kia EV6, the Hyundai Ionic 5. And then they have a bunch more coming in the pipeline, and these are built on 800-volt architecture. They charge really fast. They look really good. They're priced really well. You know, me talking to the analyst, not just my personal opinion. And um, they're going to do very well. You know, there have been some uh, reviews that have said that they go head-to-head with the Model Y, you know, weighing the the pros and cons of, of, of both vehicles. So I think um, I think Hyundai and Kia are going to be the ones to watch for a while. All right. That's, uh, so did you have another number you wanted to, uh, to roll out? I had the 5% market share number. And I think this is interesting because it was, uh, I think, 2.4, about half that. Um, and on the 5%, we're kind of averaging what we got from the EV registrations and what we got from Cox Automotive and their analysis of the first quarter. And I did a little math myself in California. It's more than 13% for battery electric. And so what I think this is, I think what this shows is, you know, there's, there's a lot of adoption, at least at the early adopter level. There's a good chunk of people who want these EVs. They want, there's so many people that want them that, you know, they're sold out. The Mustang Mach-E is sold out. The coming Ford Lightning pickup is sold out. You know, the the Hyundai and the Kia cars turn really fast. I think Volkswagen said they're globally they're sold out of EVs. And so I think that's I think that's good news for um, some of the doubters, you know, about EVs. The next generation EVs are arriving, have arrived and people like them. People want them. You know, they're commanding a premium on dealer lots. They're not being shunted off to the side. And so. I think that's a number I'm going to be watching really closely is, you know, how long does that market share go up before maybe, you know, we lose the early adopters? Is there a second wave of adopters? There is in California because, you know, we're breaking 13 and I'm sure we could do much more if there were more cars on the lot. But California is not the United States. So you make a really good point. The registrations we see are fundamentally a product of production. Right? How many can you make? The number that gets made is effectively the number that gets sold and eventually registered. So the last number before we uh, run out of time here, uh, 54. And that is the number, you know the number. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, F-150 Lightnings registered in the first quarter. Um, and of course, like you said, I mean, they, they have orders for thousands and thousands, maybe 200,000 of them, but they can't make them yet. They're just getting started, uh, you know, just started the official launch uh, last month, late last month, and they're just, uh, you know, building from there. That's going to be a number that's going to move a lot in the coming quarters and probably move forward 
uh, you know, the other brand that, that stayed in that top 10, stayed in the top four, I'm sorry, yeah, stayed in the top four, um, get them maybe climbing back up the charts again. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Plays out. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. You know, we talked about Tesla. That's the big boy, you know, really dominating the market. We talked about Hyundai and Kia, which are the up-and-comers. And then Ford was obviously doing really well with uh, Mach-E. They're, you know, they can't make enough of them. But I think with the Lightning, it's going to be Ford to watch. I think this is, you know, forty grand, forty-five uh, with some options for that pickup truck, um, and you know, probably even if they have you know hundreds of thousands of orders, there's a lot of people who are not ordering them because they want to see what happens. But I think that I think that is re- really going to be something that puts Ford way back in the game if they can make enough. If they can make enough, and look, they've got to do it profitably. If they, They've got to at least be able to break even on those $40,000 ones, um, or else you're, you're just giving away the franchise, right? They sell 700,000 you know, F-Series pickups a year, make probably ten to $20,000 on each one. You, you can give away a little profit, but you can't give it all yeah. away because that's, you, you have to have – sustainability has to include profitability. <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah. a rule. And that's cheap for that big battery pack. People were saying, you know, a 100-kilowatt battery pack in a $40,000 vehicle, that's like – that's unheard of, you know, because yeah. that's a that's a really big pack. And so, you know, maybe they'll make more money on the high-end ones, right? They're not going to make all the cheapies. We know that, right? There's going to be a mix. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what they're doing for now is 20% of the cheap ones – um, and uh, 80% of the high-end ones, uh, trying, to, trying to find a way to split the baby, if you will, and, you know, give their, because they need to establish that commercial business. And if they can give, you know, put several thousands out there that people can see, understand that they work, you know, that they're not, it's not just a bait and switch. They're really going to deliver some every month. I think, you know, that's going to send a signal to the market, like you said. Yeah, I think so. I think it's exciting times. Very exciting times. You know, incredibly interesting vehicles, different powertrains. You know, it's uh, it's a really good time to be in this business. It's a it's a whole new market taking shape, and you know we have really special insights into it because of our partnership with Experian, the data we get from them on registrations, the way they crunch out the EVs for us, and the way you write them up every month. Appreciate it. Great to see you. Thanks for taking the time to play this by the numbers with me, and we'll do it again. It was a lot of fun. Take care. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get the latest news on the EV market, hot brands, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Thanks to Nathan Kadick for editing today's show. Thanks to the Automotive News multimedia team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening and making the show part of your daily routine. Now let's all get back to work.